Live on the Freak Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire, it's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio, redefined. With Kenny Sargent. Paging Dr. Douchebag. Crash Gladys. Getting crash position. And Statman. Don't overdrive the car. Here's the Freaks. Freak Nation, I will say this. This shows you the popularity of a certain motorsports series. When an international motorsports series does their best to give you a result, but continues to stumble over their D and continues to be one of the top trending stories on Twitter. Uh, Formula One's doing something right or wrong, depending on how you look at it. How you doing, Freak Nation? We'll get to that story and why it's so big to not just us here in the United States, but to motorsports fans across the world. <laughs> I don't even know if Statman's going to be a part of this show tonight because what happened? Fuming mad, huh? I don't even know, I don't even know if that's the case. Statman, uh, are you a bit uh, just miffed in what we saw? I didn't want to get into it this early with Formula One, but you're a bit miffed that we had a, had a two-lap highway speed race in Formula One winner? Yeah, once you get money involved and American commercial corporations involved, you don't know where it's going to go and how it's going to get there. And once Liberty Media bought it, you you had people that aren't racers involved in it, and it's changed. It's not Formula One anymore. It's uh, Liberty Media One. What's even crazier was that they stayed all the way until it was on ESPN2 till it was time to go to the US Open tennis pre-show and they signed off right away and the US Open pre tennis pre-show started on time. Mhm. That's how it works Freak Nation. That's how it rolls. Uh, arguably the world's most popular sport, okay, second to only soccer. You've got Formula One, who's got crazy headlines for a race that they really didn't run. Uh, and we hope to get into some of that in about seven or eight minutes. How you doing, man? Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, Statman, 602-260-9191, 602-260-9191. Of course, you have us on Twitter. They're for you at speedfreaks.tv, Facebook, Instagram. Be a part of this big old thing, Ty Gibbs led every lap of today's ARCA series race. Yes, that's that that Gibbs that you know, Ty Gibbs, the grandson of Joe Gibbs, led every lap of the race today in Milwaukee, legendary Milwaukee Mile. Uh, he'll be joining us coming up in about 20, 25 minutes. He'll be in here. Also, Miles Rowe. You may not know that name. You probably don't know that name, but you know the name Roger Pinsky, don't you? Well, Roger Pinsky has played a significant role in this young man's accomplishments. And correct me if I'm wrong, Stat, Crasher, is Miles Rowe the only African-American to win in F2000? USF2000? Uh-huh. Ooh, I would. Yeah, he was the first. The answer is right. Yes, yeah. yeah he cool. was the first. Right. Sweet. Uh, he'll be joining us this hour. It's a, it's a significant win for him for all the right reasons, and he'll be joining us this hour. Morgan Lucas, you know that name, don't you, as we do it from Lucas Oil Studios, president of Lucas Oil. He'll be joining us 
in the second hour and straight pipes, the straight pipes. If you follow these guys on YouTube, you'll know the significance of what they mean to car reviews. They go from zero to hundred, almost 105 million followers. Why are you looking at me like that, Crasher? We talked about him in the, in the interview. I didn't think it was 100 million followers. What did I say, 100 million? Yeah. Holy crap. I was going to say. Yeah, good. To- <laughs> I'm like, 105 million? What in the way? Sorry. When did they get there? J-Lo's band, yeah. the straight vibes. <laughs> okay, Ooh. sorry. A measly 1.5 million. Okay, okay. There, that's a little, Whoa, more, little smokes. more realistic. <laughs> yeah. They'll be joining <laughs> <laughs> One billion followers. Yeah, (laughs) in six weeks. So it's a big show, man. Thank you guys for being a part of it. We'll get to, of course, the NASCAR race that uh, some people just didn't see last night. Didn't know how to find it. We'll get to that. And that's a big question. If a NASCAR race happens outside of a big network, does it actually have a result? We'll get. Well, it does have a result. Trust me. We've got the sixteen. It'll be running for the playoffs. We'll get to that. Maybe maybe get into some of our picks early on. Oh, this is okay. Okay. Maybe we can do it. We got a big ass show. I don't know we're going to be able to fit in a whole lot of extraneous BS, but we may just have to. Stay, uh, uh, what's his name? Yeah. Suave will be able to uh, give you the results of our uh, Beat the Freaks extravaganza. Stat, man, you, you've been going to that Tyler Reddick well. For so all, for so much, so long, you finally got rich with Tyler Reddick, buddy. Finally got it. I thought about that last night. <laughs> so, we, we, needless to say, two hours with about six hours worth of programming. We'll try and squeeze it all in for you. But first, going to resume with some affiliates and get into some Crash Gladys pit news and notes. Speed Freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined the Freaks. As I mentioned, coming up in about 20, 25 minutes, Ty Gibbs. Running on those general tires in the ARCA Series race, leading every lap. This segment brought to you by good friends, the General Tire. Go to the website, generaltire.com or Big O Tires, Tire Pros, and check out the line of General Tires. Don't care what you drive. Got a big fat truck? Got a sports car? Family sedan? General Tire has the rubber for your ride. Don't believe me? Go to generaltire.com. Crasher? Well, it's been a rough week for many. Heck, a rough month for us all in motorsports. So let me just start off by saying that we are absolutely thinking of everyone on the Gulf Coast tonight. And hoping that the outcome of Hurricane Ida will not be as tragic as that of Katrina 16 years ago to this day. NHRA motorcycle pilot Angel Sampe posted today that she did end up evacuating Huma, Louisiana, which Ida's eye went directly over. She evacuated with her two girls, but her husband stayed back to try to keep things working with their business. So, fingers crossed, he will be okay. There are several other NHRA, NASCAR, IndyCar, and motorcycle participants in the area, so we are thinking of them all right now. Speaking of rain... What in the actual what did F1 think they were doing in trying to actually get their spa race underway? Torrential rain, red flags, undrivable conditions, but oh, let's just get a few laps in and call it for half points, okay? I'll just read FIA race director Michael Massey's statement, and you tell me if this makes any sense. Quote, there's two separate matters. The first matter is there were three laps completed once they came in. However, the classification for the issuing of points is taken upon the penultimate lap before the lap. So that's what the classification is based on. But for the fact of completing the races, we've done three laps, end quote. Okay. 
Sticking with Open Wheel, the USF 2000 Series on the Road to Indy program featured a triple header this weekend. One race yesterday, two today, and how about three different winners to boot? Points leader and birthday boy Kiko Porto took the checkered flag on Saturday. Then on Sunday, it was a pair of first-time winners. Race two belonging to rookie Miles Rowe, who will join us later, and race three won by Nolan Siegel. Finally, NASCAR Race Daytona to wrap up their regular season, where in the Cup Series, Ryan Blaney went back-to-back with wins. Perfect timing to come into the playoffs. In the Xfinity Series, A.J. Allmendinger took the white flag, but Justin Haley ended up with the checkered flag by just 23 hundredths of a second for a 1-2 finish for the teammates of College Racing. Then on Sunday, over in Milwaukee, Ty Gibbs dominated the race by leading every single lap en route to its ninth ARCA Series victory. Two winners, Ty Gibbs and Miles Rowe, will join us later this hour. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. How about this, Freak Nation? No matter how big your car or truck is, nothing in your engine takes more abuse than its oil. But with Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer, your engine oil will last longer to do the job it was designed to do. Protect your engine and offer peak performance. Lucas Oil Heavy Duty Stabilizer, it eliminates dry starts, lowers engine temperatures, and prolongs the life of your oil up to 50%. Hey, man, don't let your engine be caught dead without the protection and performance of Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. That's right. Keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. Tasha, did you know Geico could save you hundreds on car insurance and a whole lot more? So what are you waiting for? Hip-hop group tag team to help you plan dessert? Aw, fresh vanilla, rocky road, chocolate, you better cook it up. Scoop it is, scoop it is, scoop it is, scoop it is, scoop Geico. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. Time is more valuable today. There's less time to keep our vehicles looking their best. That's where Lucas Oil Slick Mist Speed Wax steps up. It's great for paint, chrome, glass, and vinyl. Lucas Oil Slick Mist simply mists on and then wipes off, leaving a new car shine every time. It's quick and easy and works on wet or dry surfaces. For a complete detail, there's also Slick Mist Interior or Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. Lucas Oil, it works. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule for 2021. A total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fix 24-7, 365. Your soap is Ugh. And your body wash is a synthetic detergent. But you're not a dish. You're a man. Switch to Dr. Squatch Natural Soap for Men. For men who build things. Open pickle jars on the first try. Slay dragons. And let their daughters braid their hair. Men who like to feel good and smell. Titillating. Dr. Squatch takes you places you never thought you'd go. Naked. 
You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. When this came out, I didn't know what to think. I was privy to where Beastie Boys wanted to go, but holy smokes. Now, were you on the air at the time? Yes. Dallas? Yeah, but we weren't playing this record. Well, right, because you were at a metal station, right? Or, no, it was no? a rock station. Rock, rock. Okay. Yeah. That's actually what I meant. <laughs> Came out wrong. Sorry. Rock station. LucasOil.com is where you can find out more about Lucas Oil marine fuel treatment designed specifically for watercraft engines and fuel systems. Fights corrosion, which is a big deal on water, whether it's salt water or not. Keeps fuel lines, carburetors, fuel injectors clean and free of deposits. Improves internal engine parts. It's a big deal, man. To maintain that engine on the water, I suggest go with marine fuel treatment from Lucas Oil. More information, go to lucasoil.com. The stories just keep getting worse. And is did I determine is worser a word? Worser no, is not worser a word. Worser is not a word. We should make it a word. It could be a freak nation word because yeah. we do have our own vocabulary. So mm. that's up to you. Indibonics. No, no, that, don't you dare put worser in an indibonic. No, no, right? no, no, no. That is not an indibonic. Got it. That's, I don't think true. I would say worser. You wouldn't go there. No. <laughs> the more you read about Formula One, yeah, no, no. The worser okay. it gets. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Again, I don't think many of us study the rule book in Formula One, but when you hear the drivers, all the drivers, even your declared winner talking about, and I'm paraphrasing, what a piss poor result this was, and how in the rule book they've got to run two laps, two complete laps. <laughs> when To be considered a classification of a race, to be considered an official actual race. Yep. But with the stipulation that, you only get half, half points, points, not full points. Full points can only be rewarded unlike, okay, unlike NASCAR and IndyCar that have to go at least halfway of the race plus one lap. Then you get your full points, and it's that's considered a classification. You don't get any half-point races in NASCAR or IndyCar. So the difference being that there's a classification in F1, and then there's the full point award, and the full point comes at least 75% of the race, not 51% like NASCAR and IndyCar. Statman, share with the Freak Nation what in the hell we're talking about. We're just sitting here amongst the three of us chatting about a Formula One race that happened today would involve two laps. Apparently happened, yeah. Well, it, may, it might have been three. It, it depends on who you ask. But the, uh, right. the I think the race, the race control, the quote that Crash read in the notes was uh, three laps, and the third one finished as they were going down the uh, pit lane to line up for the next red flag. But they had a race scheduled in Spa, and they had qualifying uh, Saturday, and they were supposed to run a race today, Eastern Time, nine or so uh, this morning. And they it was raining so hard they tried a couple of times to get the race started, but they couldn't run because the driver said it was too much uh, spray from the tires and they couldn't see. 
So uh, it wasn't so much the standing water on the track. It was the spray from the uh, tires that was being kicked up and they couldn't see. And that was dangerous. So they waited three hours and they tried to do it again. And they went two laps behind the safety car and uh, finished the third lap as they were lining up again in pit lane. And they declared uh, the guy that won the pole yesterday and the uh, the guy who finished second in qualifying and the guy who finished third in qualifying, that was the um, podium, and that was it. It makes as much sense as what I just said. It was stupid <laughs> above all belief, and uh, it was just – it was hard to believe that intelligent people and promoters of one of the biggest motorsports uh, events in the world could stand by and let this happen. Uh, it just, it complete insanity. I'm with Statman 105,000% on this. Yes, that's an Indibonic. So why even run a race in such horrific conditions? And is it because we in the States are so used to, hey, if you have a rain out, you go to the next day. That's NHRA. That's IndyCar. That's NASCAR. That's sports cars. I mean, rarely do they get a rain out. But if it's torrential rain like this and, and massive rooster tails where you can't see on the track, they would do it as well. So the reasoning, allegedly, that Formula One did not decide to postpone this race until Monday is because all of their workers, yes, multi-billion dollar motorsports series, all of their track marshals are volunteers and not paid and have real jobs to go back to tomorrow. Is that the reasoning? You know, there's also some concern. The next race is in Zandvoort down the road, and there was some concern as to whether or not they would be able to get the race in on Monday. It was scheduled to rain again on Monday, and there was some concern that if we waited out, then we may not get set up for the next race. And uh, they just uh, resorted to the rules, and the rules say and they, how they allowed that to happen but the rules say that you could give a race is a race after uh, two laps and you give half the points um, after two laps. Uh, that just does not make sense. But they Again, had that's insulting. That's insulting to the U.S. racing series who. OK, let's take a perfect example. Many years ago, Daytona was rained out. We might remember that Juan Montoya crashed into the one of the jet dryers and that was resumed on a Monday and then they had to cross the country to come to the West coast for, I don't know if at the time that year, if it was Vegas or California speedway or Phoenix that was next, but they had to cross the country, not much different than going from Belgium to Switzerland. So come on again, that's not, not a good excuse for a U.S. motorsports fan. No, but they, it's not the race. The series isn't put on for the U S even though it's owned by a U.S. based company that, uh, so, yeah, I mean, you it's it makes no sense on any level to have competition determined by only two laps behind a safety car. I mean, that just it just makes no sense. But it does say that one, we had an event two we don't have to give the money back. And three, uh, we it was on TV, so we don't have to give make goods to the sponsors who bought uh, commercial time in our TV show. So now it screams of complete greed and selfishness that any of the participants, any of the spectators that actually showed up will not get their money back. And they did not see a show. What happened? 
Kenny, you were there live in person. What happened at the Formula One race in Indianapolis when they ran six cars because everybody pulled off after the first lap? Everybody on Michelin's pulled off on the first lap because only the Bridgestones were able to compete because it was such horrific conditions. What happened was Indianapolis Motor Speedway gave back the money to everybody that was there to witness such a piss poor performance. And that was more racing than what anybody in Belgium got today. Uh, and your point is, I mean, it, 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 point is they need their money back. That's Bernie Ecclestone is still running the damn series. That's the point. No, he's no, he's not. Not supposed to I'm be. I'm joking. It just sounds so Bernie Ecclestoneish. It does. It does. No, I, I don't know. I might disagree with you on that. Uh, they uh, Bernie was a racer, and Bernie generally made decisions that uh, had a race base to it. But now. They're making decisions that have a uh, TV basis to it. They did have a TV show. They did have a race. They don't have to give their money back because the people came to see a race. We had a race. We had winners. And they had they saw the uh, podium for the podium celebration and the champagne spray. So they had everything related to a race. We had competition. We had a podium celebration. And everybody's happy. What's great about this being sarcastic is when I'm getting texts from people who couldn't, who would spell Formula One, W O N for one, are now big fans of the series because of Drivers Survive and the Netflix series, asking what bull s happened yeah. today. What is this? Right. <laughs> asking why were they even out on the track? Why would they even give a result with two or three laps? My point is, you've got millions of new fans thanks to a Netflix series, and then you pull this magician act out there just the disappearance disappearance of race cars two to three laps off it's just when any any person with an eyeball could see that this was just going to be a scam that these open cockpitted cars were not going to run in this this race it was just an embarrassment and in fact Statman has more as opposed to more about that in the Statman scat There was a time in my life when Formula One was the epitome of motor racing. It was almost like the American Can-Am series. You bring it, you race it, and the better idea wins. But like most things based on money and lots of it, considerations often change. Sunday's Belgian Grand Prix at Spa was the definition of disappointment. It rained, rained hard, and safety considerations kept the teams from competition. Safety is certainly the utmost consideration in motorsport, but to award points for a two or three lap race is comical. That's not even done in jalopy racing on Saturday nights. The announcers kept selling the point that the outcome was good payment for hard-fought qualifying on Saturday. But an F1 race is competition and not qualifying nor waddling around at freeway speeds behind a safety car. Watching this was the low point in a lifetime of racing interest, almost as low as the NASCAR race Saturday night at Daytona. But that's another story. Peace. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Back at the Freak Nation, Ty Gibbs, a total domination running on those general tires in Milwaukee. And you've had a pretty much dominating year uh, in the ARCA series, Ty. But 
this was this was something that we haven't seen in a while. Where did this one come from? Yeah, you know, I feel like you know we worked really hard at this race. Um, this is one of our. I feel like my team's forte. I feel like we were a little bit off in practice, but you know they they worked on it, and <clears throat> never gave up. And we had a really good you know finish. Uh, it was awesome, and really every lap here at this historical racetrack, you know, this place is such a great racetrack. You know. Um, it's always fun to come here, especially, you know, come, it's always fun coming to Wisconsin. Ty Gibbs was the ARCA winner from Milwaukee Sunday. Ty, you had problems in practice. What kind of changes did your crew make to give you a dominating car when the green flag fell? Yeah, you know, we, we, we were playing a little bit tight through the whole practice and, you know, those guys cut down and my, my engineer, Mark and Matt worked really great together. Um, and, you know, came up with a plan and, and, you know, we came out strong. So how do you, though, Ty Gibbs, how do you not allow something like a dominating win like this to let you kind of ease off the pedal just slightly for the rest of the season? Because I know it's been a battle between you and Corey Heim, but how can you continue in your mind to keep it a battle to the very end? Yeah, you know, I always stay humble. You know, my my idol and my mentor is, you know, the man above the war. And um, I try to be like him every single day. Um, you know, sometimes, I, you know, I'm not, and I, I sin, but I try my best and, you know, my guys never give up. Um, you know, I never let my, I don't ever want to let myself get to, you know, non-humble. I want to always be humble and, and never be cocky. That's just, you know, it's like my personality and how I was raised and how I've kind of grown up. That's actually awesome to hear. And that's on when times are good. How do you balance your emotions and or your mental strength when times maybe aren't so good? Yeah. You know, I mean, you're, you're definitely in life, you're going to have ups and downs. And I feel like a champion, I want to be a champion one day and a champion never gives up no matter what the circumstances. And I feel like that's something I've worked on. You know, I, I always want to win and, and get the best finish I can, but sometimes I can't. Um, and so I just try to be the best I can be. And I want to be like a champion. Ty Gibbs, the winner from Milwaukee in the ARCA race on general tires. Ty, you're only 18, very young in motorsports, but you come from a family of huge success. Your grandfather, Joe, great success in racing and in the NFL. And your father, Coy Gibbs, big success in racing. But as Crash indicated, there are times when you get down and you need, need to lean on somebody to pick yourself up and figure out the path through the, through the forest. Who's that person on uh, Gibbs Racing? Uh, you know, I feel like, you know, I've got great teammates Jacobs racing. Um, you know, I've, I've leaned on a lot of them and I've worn them out for sure. Um, you know, but the biggest person, you know, I lean on is the man above, you know, he's, you know, the only one that's perfect and I want to be, you know, as best as I can be. So I try to be like him every, you know, more every single day. Well, I would say that that's a perfect burnout that you had after the win. Uh, I give all that to Ty Gibbs. <laughs> Thank you. When you look at what you did today now throughout the season you still have a few races left uh, what's left for you are there particular goals outside of race wins uh laps led for you not really i mean i just try to go out you know do the best i can every weekend and that, that's going to lead all laps you know i want to do that and um i you know i want the wins but more importantly i want a championship so uh you know that's that's the goal just try to do the best i can Okay, well, before we let you go, you mentioned early in this interview that it's always good to come to Wisconsin. So what did you do when you came to Wisconsin? Are you a cheesehead? What is it about Wisconsin that you love so much? Yeah, I really love the cheese curds. I feel like it's like food or the cheese curds are definitely better out here. You know, you don't really get a you know, taste of that back on the East Coast where I live. So 
<laughs> it's definitely nice to come and you know try the most the Wisconsin's most finest. So you hear that, Freak Nation. This guy apparently loves cheese curds. Send him a bunch after this win. <laughs> Look him up on Twitter. Send him some cheese curds for this win. Ty Gibbs cheese curds. Sound good to me, man. Yep, that's right. All right, man. Ty, thanks for doing this, buddy. Congratulations on that big win. Thank you, guys. Thanks for letting me come on. You bet. Yeah. Tip. He leads every lap of the race and is uh, headed for an ARCA Series championship. Ty Gibbs here in the Freak Nation. Statman, have you ever had cheese curds? Not that I know of. I know. Crasher? I think. You can buy them in a bag for road trips. I know I'm thinking of pork rinds. and I'm, Clearly that uh. doesn't have cheese on it. I don't know if I – okay, I'm with Statman. I don't I, – I, I, I believe I have. I don't know. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You, confers, you confused pork rinds with cheese curds? I did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, my bad. Swab, would you care to share with the Freak Nation what cheese curds are, please? Cheese curds, if I'm not mistaken, are basically just fried balls of cheese, if I'm not mistaken. Like, am I crazy? Cheese curds are the moist pieces of curdled milk, either eaten alone as a snack or used in prepared dishes. These are chiefly found in Quebec in the, the dish poutine and in the northeastern, midwestern, mountain, and Pacific Northwest United States, especially in Wisconsin. Squeaky cheese, as it's often often referred to. Squeaky cheese? Yep, squeaky cheese. Okay. Uh, Swabby, before we go to break, would, would she you was be- in the, uh, wait a minute, she was in the Manson family, wasn't she? Oh, yeah. Squeaky Please cheese? Squeaky cheese held an eye. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Stabman is just trying to uh, detour us from talking about those fantastic points. You're going to go with Martin Truex until... I'm going to beat that horse till he wins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stat man for the next 10 races, the final 10 races, the playoffs of NASCAR. He will be in his beat the freaks competition. Every weekend will be somebody in Martin Truex <laughs> and Tyler Reddick. <laughs> well, I rode that Kevin Harvick horse for a while, but uh, that didn't work too well for me. So what we're talking about freak nation. If you follow us on Twitter, you, you see our contest where if you beat us with your picks over the weekend, whether it's IndyCar or NASCAR, if you beat us with your picks, you'll take home a set of general tires. Richie, how did we do, buddy? This, I think, was the closest competition in the history of Beat the Freaks. We had three players that were separated by just five points. And then there was me. (laughs) And then there was Statman. Stabman, did you pick the Formula One results for this? Is that what you did? Yeah, you know, I got confused. I'm sorry. Martin Truex, ladies and gentlemen, that's what happens at Daytona. So Mm -hmm. Crash ended up coming out with the victory, so no general tires awarded to our contestant this week, who was named Mark, who went with an all-Team Hendrick lineup that netted him 92 points, just three points behind our own Crash Gladys, who, of course, took Tyler Reddick, Denny Hamlin, and Kyle Larson, and... For the most part, if I'm not mistaken, I believe the difference was Tyler Reddick. So congratulations, Crash. You win this week. Sedition of Beat the Freaks. Hmm. Again. Again. I remember when Kenny had a role going this summer and he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's, I, I won again. So I'm going to I'm going to milk this one, too. Please again. do. Again. And what's the name of our winner, Swally? His name was Mark. OK, because you have Adam on the sheet. That's not right. That's not right. Don't listen to that. That was a mistake on my part. <laughs> 
Adam was last week's competitor. All right. Got it. So Suave got Bobby. rained out today, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen. I don't know. It's all right, Richie. We got you. We got you back, man. The important thing is that the sheet I'm looking at has Mark, okay? So I got his <laughs> name right, all right? Yes. I don't deserve to be called out for something that I didn't do wrong. You know what? Since you got that wrong, I think uh, Adam deserves like four points. Maybe he, he needs to get 96 points that you screwed it up on the text that you sent us, Richie. I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> well, remember, we write the G-damn rules, brah. You're changing them on the fly. <laughs> no, I'm not. We'll get them straight next time. Is IndyCar back next weekend? Crasher, do we know that yet? Labor. No, they have... The races they have remaining are the Portland Grand Prix. So, no, that is not Labor Day weekend. Portland, Laguna Seca, Northern California, and then Long Beach to wrap the season at the end of September. And we're still hoping all three of those take place. The series is still hoping and assuming that all three of those will still take place. We'll see. Right. COVID be damned. That's true. All three of those bastards on the West Coast. Fairly stringent restrictions when it comes to those two states. I'm not sure. I think Portland. Okay. Laguna Seca is a privately owned facility. So I don't think masks will be required, even though I think that they will be mostly worn, but the Portland race and the long beach race masks are mandatory for absolutely everybody at every minute of every hour of every time you're at the, you're just making this up. No, I'm not. No, I read that this week. Uh, And I hope I get to this story tonight. Why Brad Kozlowski really left. Roger Pinsky. I'll see if I can. Tease. Mm. Might be another manufacturer coming in. There. Oh, what did I say? Huh? What's that going on? Hey, wait, what? No. Miles Rowe, a winner that you've never heard of, but you should stick around and listen. Next. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A teenager learning the lingo. GOAT, G O A T, acronym, stands for greatest of all time. As in spaghetti sandwiches for dinner? They're my fave. Dad, you're the GOAT. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. Transmissions are one of the most complicated and expensive components in your car or truck. Don't let leaks and low fluid make a bad situation even worse. Use Lucas Transmission Fix in your older car's transmission to stop slipping, hesitation, and rough shifting. Lucas Transmission Fix was specially formulated to make your automatic transmission perform like new, and it actually eliminates most leaks. It also works on light-duty manual transmissions to increase shifting ease and transmission life. Shift your problem to Lucas Transmission Fix. Lucas Oil. It works. 
Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule for 2021. A total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fix 24-7, 365. Hey, Freak Nation, if the grind, whine, and squeal of your vehicle's power steering makes you cringe every time you reach for the wheel, then grab Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. That's Lucas's unique formula that fixes most worn rack and pinions, pumps, and gearboxes, making them perform like new. Using Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak, you'll find it eliminates squeals, seal leaks, and rough spots. And get this, it's 100% guaranteed. So there's no reason to use anything but Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. Lucas Oil, it works. What up? It's Kenny Sargent. And have you checked out Speed Freaks website lately? It's speedfreaks.tv. And it's where you go to download all of our radio shows and our featured podcasts. Plus, it's where you can register for a new set of rubbers from General Tire. Go to speedfreaks.tv, hit the General Tire giveaway banner, fill in all the needed information, and bam! You might get a call from the freaks about rolling on a brand new set of General Tires. Leave the road and take the trails on a new set of General Tires. And our website at speedfreaks.tv. You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. Thanks to our friends at Lucas Oil. 21 years have been doing this thing from Lucas Oil Studios. Do yourself a favor, Freak Nation. Go to lucasoil.com to find the product to keep your rides to the road, motorcycle, sports car, powerboat. Go to lucasoil.com. First time for this dude to join us in the Freak Nation. Up-and-comer driving in the U.S. 2000. And, of course, the road to Indy. Miles Rowe joining us here in the Freak Nation. There was a triple header this weekend in this series. Or actually... Today, from what I understand, he's one of the winners from the uh, the three races. Do I have that right? You guys ran three races today in the USF 2000? That is correct. One race uh, yesterday and two today. Holy smokes, man. How are those forearms doing right about now, Miles? Oh, they're okay. It's more my hands. I had I had ended up with a couple of blisters, honestly, after Friday. So I had to wrap my hand a, a few times before going out, but... It, it's been all good. My I've been my fitness has been okay, so I, it, it hasn't been too much trouble. USF two thousand winner the road to Indy, joining us here in the Freak Nation. Miles Rowe was this weekend planned well ahead of time, or was this due to the COVID situation going around the country that you guys are going to have to run three races in two days? Uh, this no, this weekend was was well. Actually, I think. That yeah, the reason why we have three races might be because of the COVID, um, the COVID thing. But I couldn't tell you officially. But I know because of Toronto coming out and Mid Ohio, us going back there again, that it, it resulted in some changes in how many races uh, there were to be in at some locations. So this this might be one that that ended up being affected by that. After now being through it, and of course a win kind of makes things a little bit better, but. After being through it, like you said, blisters from practice on Friday, racing three races with blisters on your hands, did you like the the way that a triple header actually went down? 
oh yeah, it was super fun. And, you know, it is a lot and a lot of focus, but it gives you three, three opportunities to, to go out and, and be successful. So we, we take every opportunity that we can to, to get results. And that's what we did. So explain to me, Miles Rowe, USF 2000, one of three winners on the weekend. Explain to me how racing, no, let me back up, how the road to Indy and IndyCar became a part of your life when, did you grow up in Georgia, NASCAR country? I did. I, I grew up a little bit west of, of Atlanta, Georgia. Um, and I actually started out in, in Andretti's indoor karting venues, racing in little, a little local indoor karting series there. Um, but yeah, I didn't get started until I was about 12 years old. And, and that's how I started out doing that. And never, I wasn't born into a family who knew about racing. It was a lot of research that I had to put in to, to really find something cheap enough. For example, the indoor league to, to kind of get started and see if we had talent to actually like really try and, and make something like this happen. Okay. Hold on though. We have to laugh a little bit. Racing is not cheap. <laughs> so for you to say to find something cheap enough, hence the indoor league, that's just kind of funny to me, but listen to you and look at you now, you did make it happen. This is what other people now, other 12 year olds are looking up to you now with this experience. So tell them what happened next. How did you progress? Yeah. So it was a lot of research on my side to find something that was actually presentable um, and reasonable for my parents to actually look at and, and think, is this something that we can do? And the indoor league presented that option for me. So pro cup, it was, it was a series called pro cup carding. Um, and this series held a, a good few races, but it was about maybe it was, it was very affordable. It was about 300 or something dollars. Like I guess the cost for like a normal sporting season to just go out and, and race these indoor go-karts at, at this track. Um, in Roswell, Georgia. And from then on, we went into the outdoor rental karting series. And then, uh, luckily because of the talent, we were able to gain some sponsors to a a few sponsors that, that supported us to help us, uh, invest in, in our own go-kart that we took uh, around for about three years, uh, through the Northeast of, of the USA. Um, but it, it was a lot of perseverance and just, and just hope and, and belief on our side. But, I think the key word here is, is perseverance. I mean, when you find that outlet, um, it's it's just about believing in yourself and and knowing that you can make it to the end and having that confidence. And, and that's that's everything in this sport, especially if, if it's not totally accessible for you. Miles, I think you just summed it up perfectly. And we're going to go with what Marshall Pruitt of Racer Magazine tweeted out earlier this afternoon saying your win in the second of three USF 2000 races was a perfect fitting, a a fitting ending, excuse me, for a very tough week in open wheel because we also lost racers, writer and NBC sports announcer, Robin Miller. We lost him this week and he was a guy that exemplified exactly what you just said. He was a college dropout who just persevered and kept asking people for jobs in the IndyCar series. And look what that got him. So yeah, Mm -hmm. for, for him to unfortunately lose his battle with cancer earlier this week, and now you finishing off the week with a win, it's just that that bookended story of perseverance and how no matter what you're doing in your life, if you have passion, you can make it work. So thank you for that. I just I, I appreciate that story, and I appreciate how you are influencing so many other people because of it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's truly an honor and a blessing to, to be able to be in a position to, to work hard and involve myself in order to to help 
influence and, and bring inspiration to other people who who want to get into the sport or, or just need inspiration to, to motivate and involve themselves anywhere and in, in any aspect in life. It's just important to persevere and always believe in yourself because what else can we do in life besides evolve and grow and, and get better? That's That's the meaning of life. Miles Rowe, a big background in sports, but you're making some history with Force Indy. First win today, USF 2000. What was it like getting that first call from Force Indy? Was there surprise? Was there a lot of talk? Did you have to be talked into doing it? What was that first call like? Yeah, so it was uh, it, it was just kind of a, a meant-to-be thing. I mean, the, the race for equality and change presented by Penske um, it really put forward a lot of a lot of different avenues for for women and and diverse just diverse people in general uh, who you don't normally see in the paddock in motorsport to really get their foot in the door. Uh, and I was lucky enough to to be looked at uh, for my talent previously in the Lucas Oil Formula Series and a little bit of of success in karting to to get a phone call from Ron Reed uh, to to possibly join the team and. And in the end, and after a couple phone calls later, it worked out uh, for me to be in the position to, to represent. And like I say, it, it just it was just the perseverance that, that got me here, I, I can say. I mean, it was it, this is what I've been working towards since I've been 12, and, and here we are. So it's just about taking the opportunity and running with it as, as well as I can as, as a person. Miles Rowe, a history-making win, USF 2000, and the Road to Indy program. You mentioned Rod Reed, owner of the Force Indy team. Describe for us who Rod Reed is and what the idea for the Force Indy team is going forward. Yeah, the goal the goal is um it to put it simply, to bring diversity to to just to change, to change the face of motorsport. Um and abroad you could also say it's to change the face of motorsport and specifically IndyCar, if you want to go funnel, funnel deeper, funnel more into something more specific. Um, we want, we want more diversity in IndyCar. That's just, that's just what we want. So the goal here is just to develop the team through the ranks and, and try to get some more diverse people in IndyCar and, and show the world what, what, you know, what everybody can do, you know, not just a select group of people. And, and that's what we're here doing. We're trying to change, change the face of motorsport and, in turn, with that, change the world. That's the mission. That's the goal. Miles Rowe, you and the team owner, Rod Reed, are African-Americans. Only two black drivers have been in the Indy 500, where you say your team wants to go. That's Willie Ribs in 91 and George Mack in 2002. Nobody since then, almost 20 years. That's a tough road to hold, but you are getting some help. Roger Penske, the owner of the Indy 500 at Indianapolis Motor Speedway, he's helped with the Force Indy team. Tell us about that. Yeah, Mr. Penske's had given us tremendous support um, to help us keep going and and keep persevering through this long, long journey that we have been on and this long, long journey that is still ahead of us. Um, just and it, like literally from knowledge to, of course, a little bit of financial support, anything and anything in that matter. I mean, connections. You know, it, he's just he's really about change and he's really about progression and involvement. So Mr. Pinsky has really just been a, a key factor in, in helping us, uh, Rob Reed and Force Indy, you know, really, really do what we want. Uh, and that's changing the face of motorsport and, and changing the face of IndyCar. 
let's be honest, buddy. It's because you kicked Will Power's ass in a karting event. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't <laughs> Will 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 says that, I guess, or whoever says that, but he kicked my butt. I just learned from him. He would pass me and then slow down and let me pass him again and then he would pass me back because he was quicker than me and then I'd learn from him and he let me pass him again. I don't know why everybody thinks that, but you know, he Will's Will's a great person and he's really he from the get go when I met him that day, he's he's just given me like a lot of security and and how I mentally prepare myself, how I mentally treat myself on and off the track. Um, just like any notes like that that he can give me to just help me a little bit further. Um, with the lack of experience I have, um, he helps with and and I can't thank him enough for that, especially for being so kind and such an honest and caring person. Uh, yeah, he's a great guy for that. Would you rather have your phone ring spontaneously by, oh, let's say Sebastian Bourdais or Simon Paginot or any IndyCar driver, or would you rather have your phone ring spontaneously by Lewis Hamilton or Sebastian Vettel? Who who would really shock you the most to call you to give you a congratulations or to give you some advice? <laughs> I feel like I feel like Max Max Verstappen would really would really shock me. Uh, I, he drives so fast. He, he seems to be in his own world. He's got to be in his own world. I mean, he's, the guy's like so quick. So if I saw Max Verstappen on my, on my phone, I'd be shocked because the way he drives, he's in his own entire world. You have to be what to drive that fast. And, uh, so yeah, that's my answer to that. What would you ask him? <laughs> Why don't I ask him? No, what, what would you ask Max if he were to call you? Uh, I'd ask him, would he rather would he rather fly a plane or drive a race car? <laughs> you talk about Lewis Hamilton and F1. He has had enormous success, wins, podiums, seven championships, working on an eighth. But he has talked about the lack of diversity in Formula One and the problems that he's faced coming up through the ranks in that motorsport. Tell us about some of the problems you might have had, a black man coming up in a sport dominated by young white drivers. Yeah, there's been there's a there's been issues in in the past and go karting, um, you know, not not feeling so comfortable at the track, you know, looks and and sometimes overhearing things said and things like that. But that was more when I was around fourteen, fifteen ish. Over the years, I mean, the the support and the love has it's it's really been a, a great turn and it's it's really shown the the progress that society and and humans in general have made over the years, over these last recent years in this decade. Um, so it's happened, but I mean, we have to really like applaud the human race for just the progression they've made in their awareness and consciousness and just pure love for other humans. Um, so like, especially like this year in the RTI paddock, it's just all love, all support. It's, it's just phenomenal to see that. Wow. How old are you miles? Just turned 21. And you you're going to, is it Pace University? Yes, sir. What are you studying? Film and screen studies. Whoa. Holy smokes! Yeah. What yeah, about, yeah. What about philosophy and photography? Philos- like philosophy. Camera. Philosophy. I'm sorry, I just cut you off. Say that again. I said I want to be a director of photography. I like being behind the camera. I, I feel like I have a a good vision, or can can show someone who has a vision um, what can actually be made uh, in real life through the camera, through the lens, uh, or shown on screen sort of a thing uh yeah i love love movies 
I love the way people try to represent their vision through the screen and through the lens. Okay, here's one for you. You're, you're on the phone with Roger Pinsky, and someone's calling in, and it's Spike Lee or Martin Scorsese. <laughs> do you hang up? Do you hang up on Roger Pinsky to pick up the phone with Spike Lee or Martin Scorsese? I think I might have to put him on hold. Is that is that a way to get out of this question? I'd put him on, maybe on hold. Maybe I'd go, Mr. Pinsky, can I put you on hold for 10 seconds? And then I'd talk to, to Spike Lee or Martin Scorsese. <laughs> and then I'd go, can I call you back? And I'd go back to Mr. Pinsky. <laughs> yeah, never forget your roots. It started in racing. <laughs> started in racing, yes. I don't know. What I, what I think you should do is you just should join the calls. Get Spike Lee and there Roger Pinsky and Miles Rowe in the same conversation. <laughs> that would be a magical call. I mean, we're asking, people are asking for the IndyCar series similar to the F1 documentary on Netflix, Drive to Survive. So yes, this is it. Miles Rowe is going to be the one to make it happen. Oh, I would love to. I'd love to. <laughs> Got to dream big. Maybe yep. one day. Yep. Well, buddy, this has been great, man. Hopefully we'll stay in touch with you, watch your progress, whether it's behind the camera or on the racetrack. you got a hell of a future in front of you, Miles. Thank you, guys. I mean, it's really been a huge pleasure. You guys are, are, are great at this. It was a fun call. Oh, All right, buddy. Thank, Thank you, Miles. You. All right. Thanks, guys. Asking him that question, I thought what I would do. What? With Roger Penske on the phone and Scorsese calls in? I would make sure that I'm recording my question to Roger, saying, Roger, Martin, Martin Scorsese <laughs> is on the other line. What should I do? And have Roger answer it for you? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Right. Well, do you want to ride in the Indy 500? <laughs> Roger would say, "Put me on the phone with Martin. You hang up, and I want to get some. I want to get some money out of Scorsese's pocket." Exactly. Yeah. Oh, Marty, I know Marty. Yeah, me and Marty go way back. <laughs> Big second hour coming up. Morgan Lucas from Lucas Oil and the Straight Pipes coming up. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Live on the Freak Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios, driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio, redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love the party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the bachelorette party? And Stepman. I am serious. Here's the Freaks. <laughs> Stick around, moms and dads of young children who know all about the Disney show, Bluey. <laughs> what does that have to do with Speed Freaks? Well, that's Could coming up in about 15 minutes. Morgan Lucas, president of Lucas Oil, will be in here. And the straight pipes, they went from zero followers to 1.5 million, almost 1.5 million on YouTube. They review cars for a living and get a crap load of views. The millennials reviewing cars. Yeah, it's a thing. We'll get to that coming up. 602-260-9191 at Kenny and Crash. Excuse me, at Speed Freaks, the website, speedfreaks.tv. 
Facebook, Instagram. We're there for you, man. Be a part of it. Last hour, Ty Gibbs, ARCA Series winner, running on those general tires. <laughs> at every damn lap of the ARCA race this afternoon in Milwaukee. He joined us. And a gentleman by the name of Miles Rowe. You probably have not heard of him. But given his interviewing skills and his driving skills and the backing of Roger Penske, we'll probably hear more from him. And at this point, we've got a video interview scheduled with him coming up on Tuesday. We'll post up on our YouTube page. Speaking of, uh, Morgan Lucas, he joined us earlier for about a almost a 60-minute video interview. We're not going to have all 60 minutes of that up. But if you follow us on Twitter, we will let you know when and where. Well, we know where, of course, on YouTube. But when you can watch the Morgan Lucas interview. It's incredible. We've known him since he was 18, 19 years old. And now, Statman, Morgan Lucas is the president of Lucas Oil. Yeah, and making decisions, changing the face, adding to. He's not just following along what daddy says. He's adding to and uh, putting some new business, some more income streams into Lucas Oil. Mm-hmm. So looking forward to uh, sharing our Morgan Lucas interview with your Freak Nation. And probably the the a story now rivaling Formula One's debacle is Crash Gladys confusing pork rinds with cheese curds. Oh, lovely. <laughs> yes, I saw how Suave very kindly put that up on the Twitterverse. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. They, they do kind of look alike in the pictures, mm-hmm. but yeah, they're clearly made of vastly different ingredients. <laughs> but that was, the, that, that's, that's my go-to on the road is pork rinds. And maybe that's why it was just in my mind. And I'm like, well, cheese curds sound like a, a road food <laughs> food for road trips. So maybe Kenny's gotten those one time yeah, too, and I've eaten them. Roll on down here to 40th Street and the 202 here in Phoenix <laughs> at, at Quick Time and grab some cheese curds. <laughs> Probably not going to happen. I'm assuming they don't make them all around the country. Uh, Rich, Richie, our residential millennial, have you ever had pork rinds? Yes, but I, I'm not a fan. Whoa! Why would be? Whoa! <laughs> How could you? Uh, wow! You amaze me every week, dude. <laughs> uh, I'm a I'm an interesting person, Statman. If you um, Kenny and Crash know this very well over the last seven plus years that I've known them. Wow! <laughs> I just you don't, don't like them. You know, how could you not like pork rinds? Where are you from? Yeah. Where, where are you from? You from I'm, Phoenix? I'm an Arizona native. Yeah. And you don't like pork rinds? How did you no. avoid that? That's a good question. I don't know. I'm just not a fan. Wow. All right. Well, you're allowed. This I'm is America. You could not guy. wear a mask and you could not like pork rinds. I would not have green eggs and ham. <laughs> Sam, I am. If you break it down, and again, if we sit here and break down the elements of the meat that we eat, it's pretty freaking gross because pork rinds, that's just fried pig skin. And fat. <laughs> yeah. Plenty of fat. Plenty of fat. And I'm, I think I've gotten to that point. Well, I, know, I know I've gotten to that point where I can't talk, talk to the guy had, who had two steaks on the road last five days. I can't put a whole lot of, a whole lot of thought into what I eat how it got to my table, because I probably wouldn't eat it. Not a big red meat eater, but when I do, if I sat there and thought about it, 
Can I have some tomatoes and salt, please? <laughs> <laughs> Says the guy who heads to the state fair once every year and consumes 4,000 calories of corn dogs and deep fried Oreos. October oh, yeah. Day. Be right back with the Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes. Speed Freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined the Freaks. Bringing in another round of affiliates here in the Freak Nation, Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Thank you guys for hanging out, man. Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, the website speedfreaks.tv. Last hour, Ty Gibbs was in here. Yes, the grandson of Joe Gibbs. He led every lap of today's Milwaukee Mile Arca Series race and, of course, went on to win. It'll be up on our website in the morning. Go to speedfreaks.tv. The first Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. GeneralTire.com, a great website to check out the line of products to keep your F-250, your Dodge Ram on the road. Don't believe me? Go check it out at GeneralTire.com. Crasher? It's been a pretty rough week for many. Rest in peace, Robin Miller. Heck of a ton of memories with you. So let me just start off by saying that we are absolutely thinking of everyone on the Gulf Coast tonight and hoping that the outcome of Ida will not be as bad, at least not remotely as bad flooding-wise, as Katrina was 16 years ago to this day. Like I said last hour, NHRA motorcycle pilot Angel Sampay posted that she did end up evacuating Huma, Louisiana, which is where Ida's eye went directly over, with her two girls, but her husband stayed back to try to keep things working with their business once maybe potentially some power comes back on. Fingers crossed he will be okay. There are many from the NHRA, NASCAR, IndyCar, and motorcycle realms of motorsports who live in that area, so let's keep them all in our thoughts right now. Speaking of rain, Formula One, not sure what they were doing to get their spa race underway today. Torrential rain, undrivable conditions, but hey, okay, how about a couple laps and then let's call it a day. And give everybody half points. I'll just read FIA race director Michael Massey's statement. And just, this doesn't make sense to me. Does it make sense to you? There's two separate matters. The first matter is there were three laps completed once they came in, talking about the drivers. However, the classification for the issuing of points is taken upon the penultimate lap before the lap. So that's what the classification is based on. But for the fact of completing the races, oh, we've done three laps. Yep. Sticking with Open Wheel, the USF 2000 Series on the Road to Indy program featured a triple header this weekend. One race Saturday, two races today. Kiko Porto taking the Saturday race, and then Sunday belonging to Miles Rowe and Nolan Siegel. Finally, NASCAR Race Daytona to wrap up the regular season. In the Cup Series, Ryan Blaney went back-to-back with wins. Perfect timing for the playoffs. And in the Xfinity Series, A.J. Allmendinger took the white flag, but teammate Justin Haley ended up with the checker just 23 hundredths of a second ahead. A one-two finish for college racing. Morgan Lucas, president of Lucas Oil, next. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. How about this, Freak Nation? No matter how big your car or truck is, nothing in your engine takes more abuse than its oil. But with Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer, your engine oil will last longer to do the job it was designed to do. Protect your engine and offer peak performance. Lucas Oil Heavy Duty Stabilizer, it eliminates dry starts, lowers engine temperatures, and prolongs the life of your oil up to 50%. Hey, man, don't let your engine be caught dead without the protection and performance of Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. That's right. Keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. Tasha, did you know Geico could save you hundreds on car insurance and a whole lot more? So what are you waiting for? Hip-hop group tag team to help you plan dessert? Oh, 
today and see all the ways you could save. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. It's called a tune-up in a bottle for good reason. One little bottle added to every tank of fuel is like a team of mechanics going to work. Lucas Fuel Treatment cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. It increases power and fuel economy and burns excess exhaust emissions. Lucas Oil Fuel Treatment is the best and simplest way to get your vehicle to perform at its peak. Keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. What up? It's Kenny Sargent, and have you checked out Speed Freaks' website lately? It's speedfreaks.tv, and it's where you go to download all of our radio shows and our featured podcasts. Plus, it's where you can register for a new set of rubbers from General Tire. Go to speedfreaks.tv, hit the General Tire giveaway banner, fill in all the needed information, and bam! You might get a call from the Freaks about rolling on a brand new set of General Tires. Leave the road and take the trails on a new set of General Tires. And our website at speedfreaks.tv. Hey, Freak Nation, if the grind, whine, and squeal of your vehicle's power steering makes you cringe every time you reach for the wheel, then grab Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. That's Lucas's unique formula that fixes most worn rack and pinions, pumps, and gearboxes, making them perform like new. Using Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak, you'll find it eliminates squeals, seal leaks, and rough spots. And get this, it's 100% guaranteed, so there's no reason to use anything but Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. Lucas Oil, it works. You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. Coming up in moments, the president of Lucas Oil, Morgan Lucas, and we talk about Bluey. The cartoon, yeah, Bluey. It's it's just what you talk about with presidents of billion-dollar companies, right? Art. Yeah. Cartooning. Yeah. Sure. But first, our friends at Lucas Oil want to remind you, go to lucasoil.com. You can learn more about marine fuel treatment. Many of you have older boats with older engines. Well, their marine fuel treatment specifically adjusts specifically addresses older engines. It's designed specifically for watercraft engines and fuel systems, fights corrosion, which of course is a big deal when it comes to salt water or not. Keeps fuel lines, carburetors, and fuel injectors clean and free of deposits, improves internal engine parts, keeps that older engine looking alive. Go to lucasoil.com, lucasoil.com, marine fuel treatment. Morgan Lucas, president of Lucas Oil. We've known him since he was a teenager. Worked his way up through the ranks of stock racing, alcohol racing, top fuel racing, team ownership, 
And now he's the president of Lucas Oil. So, of course, you kick off an interview with Morgan talking about, well, you know. Morgan, I, I'm more into Bluey than our seven-year-old Henley because it is just awesome. It is messages. Just- Best kids cartoon I've I've ever seen, hands down. <laughs> the messaging, the funny, the 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 real world experiences that they talk about. There's one of them. I think it's called a uh, takeout or uh, whatever. But anyhow, the the dad's taking both the kids to the the, the, the I think the Chinese takeout restaurant, and um, they miss something. The order, so they get stuck outside. And the kids start getting all this stuff, and it's like that 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 moment when you you can totally sympathize with whoever wrote. That episode truly has kids and definitely has multiple kids. And um, yeah, thank God for my wife uh, because she has taught me how to be more patient with it. I, but again, I, I love my boys. The older they get, the more uh, I can relate to them, the more our conversations get a little just more dynamic. My oldest has kind of got this really sweet, empathetic side to him. So he's always conscious of the moods that we're in and, you know, how you doing, dad? You know, I love you. You're the best dad ever. And like, says all these things, even though it's not true at all. And uh, <laughs> when my youngest, on the other hand, he's, he's just a wild man. Um, but he's the extremes, you know, he's, he's crazy, uh, throwing things, you know, screaming, having fun. And then he'll, you know, when it comes time to cuddle up and watch a movie or something, he's just right up next to him. So have your boys gotten into Space Jam yet? The LeBron Oh, yeah, they, they've seen both. They've seen both. And uh, that was the question of the house for the next week after watching it was, what's your favorite, Dad? Mm-hmm. I, guess I can ask that. Which favorite Space Jam, Dad? The first one or the second one? I was like, I you, they're both good. They're different. <laughs> I don't know. You know, they started coming up with those political responses. <laughs> At least they're not asking you, come on, Dad, who's the real goat of the NBA? Oh. Is it Michael Jordan or LeBron James? Come on, Dad. I'm Jordan all day. Sorry, sorry, sorry for LeBron, but Jordan just—he he, was—he was more of a trendsetter, if you ask me. Statman, are those fighting words for you? You being your Laker Homer that you are. Laker Homer, I thought we knew each other. Come on, dude, yeah. I was in Cavaliers, huge, baby. No, it's no. calm down on that too. I, <laughs> I was a huge Michael Jordan fan, or am a huge Michael Jordan fan. So it's going to take a while to get that, and what. LeBron has done to the Lakers has diminished both of them in my eyes. So uh, it's going to be, I don't know if the Lakers can recover from the damage he's done to them. Let's go back to this goat thing. Let's get back into this racing a little bit. (laughs) We've gone from Bluey to Michael Jordan. So let's get back to racing. Who's the, uh, I'll give you the goat in funny car is John Force. Maybe you got somebody else. But who's the top fuel goat? You ran in top fuel. You know a little bit about that. You know, it's funny. I think that being as entrenched in it as I was, I, I think you could say the goat. Um, there's a lot of different perspectives there. Uh, in football, if you look at it, you can call Tom Brady the goat, right? But then you have also have, uh, you know, the Lynn Swans, the Jerry Rices of the world. They're different positional players, and, and uh, there's different attributes that they have that are strengths that could make them the greatest of all time in their scenarios. Um, you know, I look at Kenny Bernstein as a prime example of somebody that, that was um, probably the best businessman um, and also smooth, smooth driver. Uh, you know, it's consistency and doing everything that he did. Um, there was a rhyme or reason for it. Um, King Speed, right? Uh, I was always a fan of his. Um, Antron Brown, in my opinion, uh, might be 
the most all-around driver, best driver, I think, out there right now. I am so glad you brought up Antron Brown in that conversation, though, because sometimes I feel like he is overlooked because actually, I don't know why I was going to say because and then I can't even come up with a reason. I mean, he raced motorcycles. He's won championships in top fuel. He's going to be a team owner. There's so much there. What do you think it is from whether it's the general public or the media that needs to vault him just like, does he need another championship? What does it need to take him to push him over the edge so that he can be in that conversation with everybody? Again, bringing up names of people. You got Steve Torrance, right? Great guy. He's a customer of ours, buys chassis from our uh, fabrication business. Um, uh, great team. Uh, Richard Hogan, great team. All those guys are great. And, you know, people tend to, to gravitate towards the champions, right? And they've had one heck of a role here in the past few years. And Antron, he's had his championships. He's done all that. I think from a peer level, it's hard to have anything negative to say about Antron. I don't think I've ever had a bad run in with him or anything else. He's just a first-class guy. Um, and I think a lot of the real diehard core fans know that. I think uh, at the end of the day, the cameras tend to pursue the guy that's winning the most at that point in time. Hmm. But my guess is, uh, you know, with Antron's future coming with his, his own team, um, Antron does everything right. I mean, the guy, he almost qualified for the Olympics, okay? Um, you know, you think about that. He's just an athlete, front to back. I mean, he's cousins with uh, 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 Troy Vincent, I think, uh, right? I believe he's related somehow to him. It's, it's in the family. Uh, he, he knows how to do it. He's got a passion for competitiveness. Um, uh, the guy looks like he hasn't aged. In I don't know the twenty years that I feel like I've known him, um, I'm serious. He's in great shape. He just does everything right. So I, I think his day will come where he'll be. Um, I think considered on that list of people that um, you know, whatever you call it, drag racing hall of famer or something else. He's uh, he's definitely one of those guys. You mentioned that Torrance is a client of yours. It's not out there, Morgan. That. Your fabrication business, chassis, and so forth, are major players in drag racing. They, they just think it's the Lucas Oil bottle and all the products that you have, and sponsor this, sponsor that. But the cars that these guys and women are running in has Lucas all over it. Yeah, uh, we started building our own cars when we were still running our team, uh, and the first race out with our first in-house chassis, I drove it. Uh, number one qualifier won the race, and we're like, oh, okay. Whoa. We did a good. We did a good job. So uh, that's a that's a way to announce yourself to say yeah. take that. And it, yeah, it, it just uh, whether it was you know God looking down on us and saying here you go guys we're gonna slide you a break for all the work and time you put into this or if it was just everybody doing the job right. Um, it was nice and it, I guess it's gratifying. And after a while we started realizing why why don't we sell these cars to other people like what it's. You know, we need to help other people out. We need to try to sell these things at a competitive price point um, somewhere here that, uh, you know, at that point, Murph McKinney wasn't building as much top field chassis uh, as he was funny car chassis. And there was this kind of independent company uh, opportunity for us to go out there and try that. And um, that's where we started. Now we're, we're building super comp chassis, uh, private label, building them for Billy Torrance um, under an under, undercover chassis label. And uh, he just won his first race in, in the first super comp car that we built. So, you know, the guys that we have, they pump out quality. Um, we have, you know, CNCs and water jets and uh, we do everything from roll cages and rally cars to, to 
you know, building parts for a trucking company, TMC. Uh, they're a big flatbed hauler goes around the country. We don't, uh, I think, turn away any business that, you know, unless we absolutely have to, but the guys are always after trying to, to do something new, something cool that where they can really show their strengths. Roll cages in rally cars. I knew, you, you know, I, I could see your face, Kenny. You, you, he gave it away. That's my passion is uh, rallying. Uh, give me a name. Do you, do you have any major names yet? There are two or three major well, names actually, in rallying. You, have you heard of uh, Brian Hurtis, uh the Hyundai program that he operates? Yeah. yeah. Uh, we've done some work with them. Uh, and, uh, you know, I can't tell you. I feel like we've done about ten of them so far. Could be I, I could be wrong, um, but it's it's really neat to see that um, how that whole thing started. Uh, and it goes back to the Red Bull series. I think there was these Fords that they were having shipped uh, back over to Europe to get a lot of work done on them, and it was kind of costly. So the guy that worked for us at the time used to work there. They got to talk to some of these people. They brought the car over, and our guys uh, at the time, Richie Crampton, uh, was still there. They just went to town on on fixing a lot of things on this car that they would have had to send back to Europe for. That just turned into a relationship. And that goes back to the point, like with Lucas Oil, we want to deliver quality and, and keep people coming back. And top first-class quality, that's what we're always after, is being the most premium out there. And when it comes to the chassis side of things, that's how we look at it, too. Uh, we want to be building and delivering the best product we can. If we ever have a problem with anything, if somebody's had an issue, we honor it, hand over customer service just the way it needs to be done. But that pales in comparison to what Lucas Oil is doing right now. We have been having outstanding success. Our sales team has just been crushing it. Our production team has been on, on point. I, I feel like everything's just kind of hitting right now. Used car sales being up. Uh, I think a lot more people, I think, conscious of making their existing vehicles and equipment last longer. And um, and we are a brand that I think people can associate with that. Kenny Bernstein told us once that the longer chassis and the way he's driving then, uh, it was like driving a Cadillac, that the thing was so smooth. And I've seen them when they get bowed up and really take off. Uh, you had that experience. Are you able to apply some of that in the fabrication business to the cars that get on the track? Um, yeah, actually, that was a big focal point when we were designing the cars is taking the um, some of the problems we had in the past prior to that as far as cars that like to dart around and move and how every car was different. Um, they all responded differently to different things. And you had to, um, I guess, Really, for lack of better words, you just had to be on your game all the time. And when we started building our chassis, we you know went through the process of fixture tables. Aaron Brooks at the, was at the beginning of that, helped lay that out. Um, uh, Jason Rusher, one of our guys there, Richie Crampton. There's just an all-hands-on-deck approach to getting this thing done. Um, and you know we fixture-built everything. Uh, we preload the cars uh, in a way that um, we feel makes them more consistent. And that's really what it's about is consistency. And, and, and I think a really interesting fact about that is a few years ago, Steve Torrance was in the, and it's a tribute to his crew as well for putting the cars together so well um, and, and making them repeat, but he was in a run and I think something happened and he lost the tire and smacked the wall to finish line, past the finish line and won the round. 
I think it was second round and they got the spare car out, which is also another one of our chassis, got it ready to go and in time to make the semi. And the thing was on pace to run even better than it was running around before. Um, going right down the track and they had a fuel system issue down track. But uh, point is, is that repeatability is, is crucial. And that, that even goes back to uh, when I was running part-time and Richie was running full-time and we won, I think with our part-time team, we won the, the finals of Pomona. Uh, after Richie lost second round, they basically took everything out of the frame rails of that car and came over and put it in my car. Hmm. And then we, at that point, then ended up running my career best in the next round. And then again in the final. So the whole point, I guess, with what I'm saying is that from the driver's standpoint, being able to address these issues of darting, things that are going to cause the cars to slow down. Uh, you know, you, you want them to go as straight as possible and you have to drive and finesse them. But what I realized about our cars and, and I think through the, the teamwork that we had is that I realized that first lap down the track, first full run, I was just sideways, back and forth, back and forth because I was driving like one of the older cars. And I get down, the guy's like, oh, my gosh, is the car okay? Is it something wrong with the car? You know, you're sideways. I was like, no, no, guys, I I know what happened. Don't worry about it. Let's just go back. Next day, I just told myself, steer a little less, see what happens. And it just went right down the track. Now, it doesn't mean to say that you're not going to steer a lot at different tracks and different settings and, you know, different grooves, different, you know, there's always variables. But uh, I was really proud of the work that the guys did because they realized immediately that we were onto something special. We've yes. got to get to this Eric Medlin tournament in it's what year is it now? I mean, you guys have really grown this thing. That's amazing. So talk, let's yeah. talk about that a little bit. Yeah. You know what? Um, I can't take much credit for any of it. It was, I think my, my idea in the beginning. Um, but Katie, my wife, she, uh, I look out over this way because her office is, you know, adjacent <laughs> to mine. Um, but she puts together the team. We have a lot of people volunteer time, uh, employees and or friends, family. Um, we have vendors for Lucas Oil that get involved and contribute. We have, um, you know, a lot of people that are friends of the racing community that come out and hang out with us. Um, it, it's, it's a really uh, interesting group of people. But really, at the end of the day, you know, and, and, and so you understand all this money, 100%, 100% of it goes to the Children's Hospital, St. Vincent's Children's Hospital. Peyton Manning's Children's Hospital at St. Vincent right. here, just to be clear. So, if, you know, anybody listening wants to donate to a really cool and 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 just awesome Children's Hospital that does a lot of great for our community, great things. That's a great place to go. But at the end of the day, it's just special because we can continue to honor Eric, mm-hmm. um, you know, just to, to, to live in his memory a little bit. I, um, I didn't get to learn enough from him uh, because I feel like, uh, the guy, um, just, he just exuded that kind of just charisma and fun. And, um, he's just good, good people. And, uh, it, the world is lesser for not having a minute right now, but God and heaven are a lot better off for having him there too. So, um, we just try to keep him in our minds, try to, try to remember him at all costs and, um, you know, go out there and have fun. And some people have too much fun. You know, it's it's 90 right. plus degrees in the summertime out there and uh, we have beer on every stop, it seems like. So uh, it, it can get wild, but we have a good time with it and uh, we celebrate. I could vouch for that. There, There is beer on every hole and it gets kind of wild, 
But uh, I'll be out there this weekend, or actually this weekend. I'll miss it. I'll be out there this this week, this Thursday, grabbing some social posts. I'll probably do it the first couple of holes for drivers and participants. <laughs> Before the beer takes hold. Have a little bit too, too much Crown Royal, like uh, Statman. Crown. Statman on a golf course and Crown Royal. It's all over me. So, you know. If you guys want to contribute, Eric Medlin is a, was a hell of a dude, man. EricMedlinMemorial.com, a great website, gives you the 411 on the golf tournament. Uh, raising money for Riley's Hospital through the Eric Medlin Golf Tournament. There was a time in my life when Formula One was the epitome of motor racing. It was almost like the American Can-Am series. You bring it, you race it, and the better idea wins. But like most things based on money and lots of it, considerations often change. Sunday's Belgian Grand Prix at Spa was the definition of disappointment. It rained, rained hard, and safety considerations kept the teams from competition. Safety is certainly the utmost consideration in motorsport, but to award points for a two or three lap race is comical. That's not even done in jalopy racing on Saturday nights. The announcers kept selling the point that the outcome was good payment for hard-fought qualifying on Saturday. But an F1 race is competition and not qualifying nor waddling around at freeway speeds behind a safety car. Watching this was the low point in a lifetime of racing interest, almost as low as the NASCAR race Saturday night at Daytona. But that's another story. Peace. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Okay, I'm gonna, I've got two minutes to drop this out here. Out there, we could discuss it more in length. Now, I don't know how much I want to drop out there. One day down the road. But uh, hear me out here, and I'll try and make it quick. Well, that uh, do you really think that Brad Kozlowski asked Roger Penske for a piece of the team? For a piece of Penske's team. Mm-hmm. Did Tom Brady ask Robert Kraft for a piece of paper? Oh, yeah. Okay. Good point. Okay. No. Uh, I'm hearing that there is a new manufacturer coming into NASCAR. Ooh. Probably 2024, maybe as early as 2023. Whoa. Whoa. That means right now they're putting pieces and parts together. Statman, how much money has Ford pulled out of motorsports? Most of it. I mean, we heard they told us that they lied to us how many years ago when they said that they wouldn't take anything out of it. But they've pulled money out of uh, Ken Block. They've pulled money out of uh, uh, NASCAR. They pulled they pulled money out. They they dumped John Force. You know, uh, Brad Kozlowski is going to who next year? Roush. Ford. So Ford may be gone and a new manufacturer coming in and Brad will take care of all that. Because what what did Roger Penske run prior to what he has now? Ford. Dodge. Dodge. Okay. But what does that matter? You think Dodge is coming back? 
Dodge is coming back. Dodge is coming back. And Ford is going away. I'm not saying Ford's going away. I'm just saying that there's a bigger play in play here for Brad Kozlowski's move to Jack Roush. Okay. And he was go. all buddy buddy with Dodge when he gotta go, Crasher. Okay, gotta okay. go. Gotta freaking go. Yo. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, if the grind, whine, and squeal of your vehicle's power steering makes you cringe every time you reach for the wheel, then grab Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. That's Lucas's unique formula that fixes most worn rack and pinions, pumps, and gearboxes, making them perform like new. Using Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak, you'll find it eliminates squeals, seal leaks, and rough spots. And get this, it's 100% guaranteed. So there's no reason to use anything but Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. Lucas Oil, it works. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule for 2021. It's a total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring 11 highly competitive racing series. This year's live coverage on MAV-TV features the Arca Menard Series, midget car action provided by the Power Eye National Midget League, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, and the Pro Pulling League. There's even the Moto America Series, Midwest Drag Racing Series, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, Hoosier Arena Cross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl National. It's MAV-TV's most robust live coverage schedule in network history. So come join us at MAV-TV, the only television network in the U.S. dedicated exclusively to motorsports. For more information on MAV-TV and MAV-TV Plus, go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fix 24-7, 365. Time is more valuable today. There's less time to keep our vehicles looking their best. That's where Lucas Oil Slick Mist Speed Wax steps up. It's great for paint, chrome, glass, and vinyl. Lucas Oil Slick Mist simply mists on and then wipes off, leaving a new car shine every time. It's quick and easy and works on wet or dry surfaces. For a complete detail, there's also Slick Mist Interior or Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. Lucas Oil. It works. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. We don't need no education. We don't need no 
All these text threads are fantastic, Freak Nation. They are greatness. <laughs> uh, that's that's mm-hmm. sometimes the text threads are as good as the show. <laughs> right. And I'll say it again. There's a very strong possibility a new manufacturer will come into NASCAR as early as 2023, but maybe 2024. And it just might be Dodge. Yeah, well, if it's Dodge, that's not a new manufacturer. Dodge has been in and out of NASCAR for years. Let's just say, okay, a, a manufacturer may return. I'm not saying Ford's going to exit. Okay, but, okay, but, make that clear. Because okay. that if, if, this new manu- if this manufacturer, a.k.a. Dodge, comes in with Roush Fenway, that would lead people to believe that Ford is on their way out. But okay, make that clear. Ford's, but Statman syndicated Ford's pulled a lot of their blow out yeah, of motorsports. Yeah. And if Dodge is going to come in here with a whole lot of cake, yeah, look at what if I run in Dodges. In addition to what we mentioned in the last break, uh, during the break, I thought about what they killed the GT project. They pulled their money out of Ganassi. They've pulled a lot of money out of uh, motorsports. In fact, most of it, except for Penske in NASCAR. So, future Statman Scat? I don't know. Hey, that ain't my story. That's Kenny's story. It's my story. I don't don't want the whole ship to go down. (laughs) 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 I need somebody here if I'm taking out on the 10 and 202 tomorrow, tomorrow afternoon. In fact, if you got a problem, you can email me. It's at MC. It's TV. <laughs> Straight pipes, a couple of millennials reviewing cars. You may think, meh, who cares? Well, evidently, almost a mil- million and a half folks are concerned. And the crazy views these guys get on YouTube, it's absolutely bonkers. We caught up with them earlier. The full video is up on our YouTube page, speaking of YouTube. And... They were driving around in a snappy 2021 Jaguar, and a dude my age, when you think of Jaguars, you think of a, a spectacular, what was once a spectacular car that just took a big dump. But evidently, it's uh, working its way back into the uh, lexicon of car reviewers. So, of course, how do we kick it off with straight pipes? You can't reach over and move the damn vent with your hand? Nope. No, 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 not the Taycan. Welcome to new cars. Yeah, yeah right. Don't touch anything. Yeah, the oh. Ford sync system is like that. If you want to just change to something different, you got to get the book out and uh, <laughs> at 70 miles an hour and figure out, how do I change systems? That's actually one of the good ones, too. <laughs> oh. Easy ones. Easy ones, yes. <laughs> Jacob and Yuri, the straight pipes joining us here in the Freak Nation. They went from zero to almost one4 million YouTube followers here in the Freak Nation. And there's so many questions that you can get into asking you guys how you started. How did you get this reach? Uh, where did your passion come from? But before we started this thing, you you told us what car you're in. I was an early Jaguar fan. And then, frankly, the Jaguars started the bed. Are the Jaguars back on the rebound to where they're worth maybe three quarters of the money that uh, you, you're paying for them? Because you guys are in a Jaguar right now. Yeah. Uh, so first of all, thanks for having us on the show. Um, I'm going to say yes, just because um, you can't get a supercharged five liter V8 out of many manufacturers, especially in an SUV with 550 horsepower. So I'm definitely going to go with yes. And then all the European automakers are putting in the particulate filters and muting their exhausts, 
where this thing still sounds like a chainsaw going off every time you upshift, which you can't really get from anywhere else. Yeah, so we're giving this uh, probably the best sounding exhaust of the year that we're going to drive. Well, looking at you guys, Jacob and Yuri, when I was 16, 17 years old, you weren't even a thought in your mom and dad's uh, <laughs> brain, cerebellum at the time. So I was driving Jaguars again. They were so beefy, you know, 3,000, 4,000 pound cars. At least they felt like it. And it, V12s and just crazy bonker stuff like that. Are you finding that those older brands, given the reviews that you guys have, are, are, are it's forcing themselves to redirect some of their programming and some of their development towards guys, men and women your age? I think with like the lower horsepower manual stuff, that's kind of the latest resurgence of like cars that they're targeting towards younger people. Yeah, because the manuals are dying off. And we recently drove the Toyota 86, which is probably going to be the, one of the last manual rear-wheel drive cars. Yeah, and then there's the upcoming Nissan Z, which is also offered in manual. And then everyone was upset that the Toyota Supra was not offered with the manual. So I think manual is like the last thing that kind of manufacturer targeting towards people, or enthusiasts. But the manual is kind of for. They have the paddle shifts now. I just bought a paddle shift car, and I don't need a manual, you know? I mean, that, that's sort of a, a passe thing, like buggy whips and uh, $1 coffee. Well, it's, it's, still, it's still more fun, and you've been having fun with manual your whole life, and we still got like a lot more years to go trying to drive manual cars. We got to do everything we can to get keep people to keep buying them. Yeah, yeah and but you got, wait a minute, wait a minute. You got clutches, you got... Man, get, getting the car up the hill with a clutch, what? it's just simple with the paddle shift. But it's more fun. It's the fun part that you're yes. kind of missing. Fun. You're, you're right. It is better and more efficient, but not the best and most efficient things are necessarily the most fun. <laughs> yeah, well, all right. We can, we can agree <laughs> to disagree on that with Jacob and Yuri. <laughs> Plus, I mean, we're really, or car manufacturers are really missing the boat on another element of YouTube videos. When I learned how to drive a stick, holy cow, was it comical. So if only there were cell phone cameras back then. I mean, that's a whole nother area that, well, too bad. I guess we're going to be missing out on that. That fun. Yeah, we've been trying to get some of our other YouTube friends to drive, to learn to drive manual transmission, but there's really not that much interest with people these days. In really? Learning. Manual. Yeah, and we actually we do have a YouTube video on how to drive manual that we filmed I think last year. It's got almost like 1.5 million views. Yeah, <laughs> but, but we don't teach you how to get out of second gear. It's just start to second gear and stop. Yeah, that's the hardest part. That's an interesting question. I've got yeah nephews who are 19, 20, 21 years old, and they don't have a driver's license. They don't even care to get a driver's license. Uh, there are people. Uh, interested in learning how to drive? Are they responding to your podcast for things other than uh, what's the best car I could buy? Uh, that's kind of tough to say. Like everything we're hearing is kind of a, similar to what you said, but I mean, everyone we talk to are still car enthusiasts. So they're, they're about cars, but everything we're hearing is kind of like young people don't want to learn how to drive. Uh, I've, I've got some cousins and, and they're like 18 years old. Don't drive. Yeah. Don't, don't have a license. Not really working on it. So I, I don't know. We have uh, newborns, but we're going to encourage our uh, automotive we're, enthusiasm on our... We're going to force our babies to yes. drive manual transmission <laughs> the moment they turn 16. We're going to do our part. Even before that, just not on public roads. 
No, you've got them. Their car seats right now are actually racing seats. I mean, and they've, they come with a built-in steering wheel. I've already seen that, you guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Start them young. Jacob and Yuri, the straight pipes joining us here in the Freak Nation. And let's get to the opening question. When did this start? Who had this idea? Jacob or Yuri? Were you guys buddies? Were you running buddies back in the day? Were you guys in a freaking gang? Uh, how did we get to this point where you got 1.5 million followers on? I've already jumped in 1.5 million, 1.4 million hey, well. followers on YouTube. Yeah, so uh, we were in the high school gang, aka uh, grade nine. Uh, so, grade nine. <laughs> no, that's how we met. We actually met in the year 2000, which was grade nine for us. Uh, just to put our age out there, we're, uh, we're born in 86. Um, <laughs> so um, I started the channel in 2012, just filming exhaust videos, hence the name The Straight Pipes. There was no car reviews or anything like that. I never wanted to put my face on camera. I just wanted to film the sound of cars. That's it. And so Yuri was working in the film industry at the time. Yeah, I was uh, filming some car shows, filming car commercials, filming some movies and stuff. And then I figured... Hey, if I'm filming other guys doing car reviews, why can't I film Jacob and I do car reviews? And that way we'll get to drive new cars because there was really no other way to drive anything besides doing reviews. Yeah. And manufacturers wouldn't give me cars uh, just for exhaust videos. They said, we need your driving impressions. I'm like, all right, I guess I'll turn the stupid camera on my face and talk about the cars. And, and it worked. worked out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you that is amazing. Jacob, we'll start with you. What do you drive? Uh, okay, so I have a 2010 Ford Raptor in uh, molten orange. I have a 1987 uh, Ford Mustang GT, which I also painted molten orange. And I also have a 2014 Ford Fiesta ST, which I also got in molten orange. <laughs> Whoa. All right. Are we talking about, like, behind me, this Continental looks a little bit orange. It's not molten, though. Where did the, where did the orange come from? I don't, I don't know. It just kind of became a joke. I really wanted the uh, the 2010 <laughs> Raptor in orange because that was the launch color. That's when you see like jumping in the air and everything with the Raptor splash. So that's I just wanted that color with the orange interior. And then I was like, well, I got one. I might as well just paint my other car the same color. And then I might as well just buy another car that's the same color. So it's kind of a running joke. Like, I don't even like orange. Oh, <laughs> come on. I just I don't care about it. Well, you must like Fords because most of what you described was a Ford. Well, these are my current cars. I've had like Lexuses and things in the past. So it's just right now, apparently I like Ford. He's a Ford guy now. Orange yeah. Ford guy. Yeah. For the moment. All right, Yuri, you get, let, let's hear your tale of woe. I've got a 1999 yellow Plymouth Prowler as my mm. daily. And then I've got it's a. Your daily? Wait, that's your daily? That's my daily. Well, I mean, I drive it in the winter too. I've got some nice continental winter tires for it. And it drive in the winter. I do, top down, whatever. Yeah, there's, it's, there's it's photos and videos of it. Plastic and aluminum, how bad could it be? Hose it down, you know, whatever. And then uh, I have a 2013 Fiat 500 Abarth with a phase three tune and turbo and all the goodies. So that's my more fun car. Is there any motorsports in either one of your lives? Do you follow IndyCar, NASCAR, rallying, anything? Formula One, we've been following. Currently, we follow Formula One like quite, uh, quite hard. Uh, I used to follow Rally quite a bit, but it, it was just so difficult to follow the WRC that I just kind of gave up on it. But that Netflix show really made it easy to follow Formula One. So we've got mm -hmm. like a whole group chat of uh, of the guys who played Gran Turismo the whole time during the pandemic, and we even got together and did go karting in real life after that. So yeah, I mean, I've been to like my... NASCAR races and Indy car races and stuff like that too. So this is my final question. Where do you stand on Lewis versus uh, <laughs> Verstappen? Oh, boy. You want to take this first? 
I mean, then whatever. Let him. It'll it'll work itself out. Yeah. Oh, oh really? That's a cop what? out. What was that? <laughs> I mean, you know, like when you look at the footage of that turn, could have gone either way. <laughs> They're both aggressive. Racing incident. I want I want Max to win this season, but if he doesn't win and Lewis wins, like whatever. Oh, all right. I'm, I want Lance Stroll to win some more races. That in is, Canada. Canada get, can there, they, you go. there you go. Yeah, we don't have many of them. We got to cheer for like, the, the ones that we have because we also have Latifi. Oh, there you go. Yeah, but when you do produce race car drivers, you produce some badass race car drivers, whether we're going back to Greg Moore or the Villeneuve family or James Hinchcliffe, who, by the way, if you want somebody else, a fellow Canadian up on one of your straight pipe shows, he is hysterical. He's an IndyCar driver who is just, oh, my gosh, you, you guys you guys would fit in quite nicely together. Let's put it that way. We actually do know him. and We've done uh, one video with him in the past. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> uh, we do talk to him like on occasion on Instagram. He's a great guy. Yes. Okay. So, I mean, did you do an exhaust vid with him? What was what was your video with him? <laughs> we did an interview. We actually interviewed him at uh, the at the Honda Indy a couple of years ago. Yep. He drove us around around the track early in the day with the new Civic Type R at the time. Oh, nice. Okay, so are you guys tied to that event? It, it, just in the sense that it's it's a great IndyCar event, and it might go off the schedule. I mean, there's a lot of talk about that right now, and people are pissed. Uh, it's already off the schedule. Are we talking about Toronto? Yeah, the isn't it? I guess I, I don't even know. Toronto's, Toronto's pretty locked down. I think it's been, it was on gone last year. But any chance we get to go, we we love. It. I even got to, we got to drive in the formation lap a couple yeah. of times. Yes. Oh. Yeah, and then I got a uh, I got a lap in the uh, the two the two seater. They with um. The guy from the name? Bachelor. Yeah, yeah. What's his name? Oh, Ari. Yes, Ari drove me. <laughs> <laughs> My wife Ari was about that. <laughs> Was she jealous? A uh, very yes. <laughs> the batch. <laughs> not, not, not even, not even the, the the son of one of the greatest open wheel drivers ever. No, uh, the, the bachelor. bachelor guy. Yeah, <laughs> he's not a Canadian though. So hey, that's understandable. He's Dutch. <laughs> Guys, good luck. Uh, even better luck being fantastic parents. Yeah, thank, thank you, you very so much. much. All right, see you. Cool. Yeah, thanks for having us. <laughs> Not much motorsport. Not much motorsport. Helio or Helio. Not, not, not. Well, not only that. Much, much, much. Thank you, I love you. And headlining the party. Douchebags. Moose. Not much motorsport. (laughs) Freaks. Not much motorsports. All right, Crasher. Got to be quick. We got about a minute and a half. What you got? Well, it's just an interesting story about Tony Hawk donating his blood as part of a collaboration with the water company Liquid Death to produce 100 skateboards that sold out immediately. Yes, there's actually Tony Hawk's real blood in those skateboards, but apparently they sterilized it first, so no worries there. And what was Little Nas's complaint? Well, his complaint, well, he, he put it in these shoes oh, that right. he blatantly ripped off uh, the design, and they, he got a he lot of blowback in tennis shoes. Yeah. Okay. Swabby, what was what was Lil Nas's response? I haven't. I don't have it pulled up at the moment. But he was making fun of them for everybody loving the Tony Hawk skateboards with blood on it, but everybody calling out Lil Nas X, and for a very apparent reason, mm-hmm. you can figure it out. Oh, <laughs> I really called... tweet Lil Nas X right now on Twitter. So you can there you go. Up. 
There yeah, go. Lil Nas also called his shoes Satan shoes. I'm sure some people thought that was. Oh my little, god! It's not a Satan skateboard. So mm-hmm. come on. All right, there you go, Freak Nation. A little uh, Tony Hawk here for you on the Not Much Motorsports. Blood on my board. But of all things, blood on skateboards, pfft, a little bit of bone marrow on there, too. Yeah, possibly. Tony's bone marrow. Tony's- <laughs> <laughs> all right, man, we'll do it again next week. Thank you guys for being a part of this big old thing. Stat man, shoot the juice to the moose. And cut it loose. Yep. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined.